1: You're about to listen to a Women in Tech Remix episode, where we present to you a curated selection of impactful clips from previous episodes that you may have missed. And be sure to follow the links in the show notes to listen to the full episodes. Three, two, one. My name is Espri Devora, host of the Women in Tech show. The show means a lot to me. The reason why I wanted to create the Women in Tech show is I wanted to create a positive piece of content, something where people
0: can listen and say, if she can do it, so can I.
1: Hey, I'm Kim Johnson, head of community at Geneva. We are a messaging app built for communities of all shapes and sizes. Based in New York. I agree with you that I think the indie creator community builders, especially at least what I see on Geneva, are really create the most kind of, you know, magical, if you will, spaces because oftentimes they're creating communities where they're just passionate about something. And that might be wellness, it might be mental health, it might be being a creator, but it's all about the conversation, right? And I think the, at least the underlying message that I hear from you on like the thought leader community builder is it ends up being about me as an individual as opposed to being about the conversation and the connection that I can have with all the people who care about this thing too. And I think that at the end of the day, that has to be, what whether it is, you know, creator, brand, whoever, that has to be an underlying, the underlying theme of the community that you're building in order for it to really be meaningful for people. On the first piece, on the the indie creator community, what we see a lot, and what I believe is that like the creators who build the most kind of engaging places, as I mentioned, are the ones that have that have created around a topic. Right? It's not like this is my space where I just share stuff with my followers, but it's. You know, I want to talk about this book that I love, or I want to talk about ways that, you know, other people have found to manage ADHD. We have this incredible creator who started a community for people with ADHD um, that's grown to like thousands of people in the past week. That kind of stuff, I think, is super, super meaningful. And I think your point is really true that community leaders can get burnt out quickly. And I think it's all about, I think there are a couple of things. I think one, Especially when you're creating a space where it's all about the interest, you have the ability to democratize ownership a bit more. And I think that that's really, really valuable and something that, you know, especially when you're an individual creating community, is a really nice thing to kind of lean on, which is like, you know, I've created this space, but now it's, you know, a thousand people, 5,000 people. And I want to make sure that, like, there are other people who are in partnership with me to make it run and make sure that it's healthy and all of that. And so what we see is, you know, I have uh, what comes to mind is a, a queer book club on Geneva called Saflet and the founder, Nina, is a book talker. So she makes TikToks about books and she created this community. It's grown to like 4,000 people, but they really are a book club. Like they read two books every month. They have the author come speak at the end of the month. It's really, really cool. But she has what she calls her circle of trust. And they're all kind of in it together and responsible for, you know, making sure new members are welcome. And, you know, different members of the circle of trust own different rooms in the home, which is quite cool. And I think that having that kind of distributed ownership really allows for communities to be more sustainable, but also allows for the communities to flourish a bit more because it's like the leaders and the people who are really active and engaging people, there's many of them, right? It's not just one person. Um, So I think that that's a really good thing to do when you're an individual who's creating a community.
0: Hey guys, it's Chantal Anderson. I'm the CEO and founder of RealMove based in Los Angeles, California, where you can stream, watch and earn crypto. Yeah, so I've been involved in crypto since 2017. I was like a crypto trader. So I had a couple things here and there. I think the first thing I ever bought was Bitcoin. I slowly got Ethereum and it was like it was small because I was starting to really understand and learn it then the pandemic happened and i think just like you or anyone else we kind of got a lot of free time on our hands and really started to get into other different things my my whole thing was blockchain technology i actually spent hours watching nothing but youtube videos look, going to like virtual conferences and just learning and soaking myself up into it and then something happened in my brain and i promise to god i'm i never said i was going to write a book but now i want to write a book because i, I it's like I can't remember is if this happened yesterday, but like December 23rd, (laughs) I was sitting down and I was watching something on YouTube blockchain wise, and I have to go back and find the video. But One of the speakers said something about like it was in regards to like building infrastructures all over again, using the favorite things you use again and being able to fix a problem and repurpose something that hasn't worked and being able to rebuild it using blockchain technology. And it was right after like the whole Black Lives Matter movement. And then there was also content creators being mad that they weren't getting monetized and real move was already a thought in 2020 and then something happened where i was like oh my god real moon needs to be on the blockchain (laughs) like i was like real moon needs to be blockchain the first person i told was my mom who's like almost 60 and i was like mom mom i have this idea like real moon's gonna be on blockchain i was telling her about it and my mom who hears so many of my ideas, because I'm such an entrepreneur, for the first time ever, she actually listened to what I said and she was like, wait a minute, say that again? Like, wait, what? And I knew when I had that reaction out of my mom, I was like, oh my God, I have something. It was like the most epic, like amazing star blasting moment. And since then it's just spun off. And I've just been so passionate about it since then because I really feel like Real Mood's gonna fix a whole entire content creator economy society. So tell us, how did you describe it to your mom and why do you think it will fix the content creator economy? But first, how did you describe it to your mom? Um, Yeah, because I had my mom into crypto a little bit, so I had to kind of uh, really, really uh, dumb it down a little bit. But I, I basically told her, I was like, mom, okay, so think of Real Mood, live streaming platform where people come on and they monetize, they earn money. But instead of earning money, like how we think of U.S. dollars, fiat, they earning crypto. And the reason why it's great is because it's teaching people financial literacy at one point, And then they're also growing their earnings that they're holding within their their crypto wallet. And that's something that YouTube can't promise because a YouTube was created and built for advertisers not only the mindset of content creators, but Real Mood will be the first platform that's in design for content creators where you don't need advertising in order to support the platform. You use crypto and blockchain. And she was like, wait, hey, that's genius. I was like, and their money grows. <laughs> so, you know, like one day you can earn X amount and another day you could be XX amount, you know? So she heard that and she was like, that's like amazing. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to do it. <laughs> so... Here
2: I am. You're almost a year later. Hey, I'm Rebecca Moore. I work for Google. I lead the Google Earth team. I'm based in Santa Cruz. The words you just said are words that I have lived actually very, very much that uh, earlier in my career, I was incredibly introverted. I am fundamentally an introvert, right? And... I'm sort of off the charts on the Myers-Briggs scale of, as an INTP, if that means anything to, to you, but very, very introverted. And my first like panic attack was in grad school when my professor, I was his teaching assistant, he, and he just sort of casually said, oh, next week I'm going to be off at a conference and I want you to teach the class. And this was to a class of Stanford undergraduates, more than 100 students in an auditorium I thought I was going to die. I just, I was like, I cannot do this. I was in a complete panic and uh, it took me days. And, and it was finally really the last 24 hours when I coached myself, Rebecca, you have no choice. You have to do this. Like, is there any part of you that might want to do this or might like have an opinion on doing this? And I was like, well, actually I actually have had ideas about how to teach this class better than the way it's been taught. And I could try that, right? And anyway, I went in the next day and someone had put an apple, one of the students had put an apple on my desk where I usually sat, which I thought was very nice. And I was able to do it. But I think that maybe the better example was for a lot of my career, I was doing work that was technically interesting, but it wasn't really deeply moving me in terms of feeling like a calling or feeling like I was really helping the world. And, you know, there were some personal experiences with my family that just stopped me cold. Basically, I lost my brother and my father back to back in like uh, five months. Wow. I'm sorry. Yeah. and, And at that point, I suddenly felt like, wow, life is short. And time matters, right? Like how you spend your time really matters. And suddenly I started to feel this channeling, like basically I'm here to channel whatever talents I have. This is back to your point. Whatever gifts and, and talents that I have, I'm just here to channel them into doing, into doing the best I can, into doing good. And, and that's when I kind of made my life shift and 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 that brought me to Google but yes I think I, I totally agree with that point about it's not about me it's about the work it's about the message do we want people to hear that message yes that's the thing to focus on